hello and welcome to the podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening. The purpose of this podcast is to give you an in-the-room experience as I chat with the leaders of our church here at Vineyard and also other people in the future as we discuss what we feel God's saying and what we see in the future of our church. I'd really like you all to be on the same page as we march into the future together. Good things ahead. Enjoy yourselves. Hey guys, welcome to part three, the final part of episode five. If you haven't heard part one or part two and would like to give it a listen, please search temporary name in your favorite streaming service. During the recording of this episode, we had some technical difficulties causing the audio quality to suffer. Thank you for understanding and please enjoy. ...then that, uh, that rise to the top of the pole. We, we are going to see a Joseph generation, a Daniel generation rise up in your church and other other play other church yeah you know, the church around the world i think i believe it. i can see it happening i'm very excited about it Lindsay. I, I can't it's hard to express everything inside but there there's a genuine excitement for the people that i do life with because i can see it's almost like you get a glimpse of their future yeah. and you go oh man there is so much in you i can't wait for this to actually start pouring out because yeah we're in for a great time. Absolutely. Really yes. Hey, Liz. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Please. This is. Um, I'm going to share this on on Sunday with the with the, our gathering when we get together on Sunday. But um, oh, you'd be interested in this because you're speaking about wind. Go back to the earlier podcast. We might even break this podcast into two. Actually, we might do a part one and part two, and we'll just find a good spot to split it. Yeah. But. Um, so at the beginning of our chat, you were talking about a shift in the wind and um, the, the wind has got uh, meaning for me. I think, I'm, I think I might have shared it with you. I've shared it with our church. So I'll keep it, I'll nutshell it real quick. But when I was 17, I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw two words written on the dirt road that I was on. H-E, H-E, he, he. No idea what it was. But I knew that as a 17-year-old kid, I had to look it up in the Hebrew. So I looked it up in the Hebrew and it was in the Hebrew dictionary that my dad had. It was a English spelling for the Hebrew word, a Hebrew letter, hey, which is our H. It's mentioned twice. Uh, sorry, it's used twice in the spelling of the name of God, Yahweh, which is Yod, hey, Vav, hey. Mm. And as a seven-year-old kid, I thought, hmm, okay, interesting. But there was a time marker in my dream. Um, a, a relationship with a friend of mine uh, went down a different course than me and then crossed paths with me when I saw these two letters. And two years ago, I was listening to a message and this guy out of nowhere came up and just said, oh, I was just talking about something in the last session. I was talking about the haze. It's the two haze of God. It's the hay and the hay, which is the breath of God. And we are in for a new season, the next season, which is going to be the breath of God which speaks of wind, um, the, the change in the wind, like you've been um, yeah. mentioning. And so that's got me excited. And that was two years ago. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm excited. But here's the thing. In the last six months, this friend of mine who was in my dream as a time marker has returned back to Australia. Wow. Just in the last few months. And that is when I saw the hey, hey, the breath, the breath in my dream. Yeah. Now, I'm across the table at a Christmas dinner just last week, and there's a Bible college lecturer, and we're chatting, you know, this idea, that idea, what's COVID done, what do you see? 
And this um, this woman has been um, been uh, studied. She's actually doing a doctorate on the role of the prophetic in leadership transitions throughout the Old Testament. So she's got a head in the game, so to speak. And this is what she said. I, no leading. I didn't say anything to her. She says, I believe right now that the church is in between the two breaths of Ezekiel 37. I almost fell out of my chair. I said, just, sweetheart, just stop for a minute. Just say that again. Ezekiel Ezekiel 37, it's prophesied to the dry bones and then prophesied to the wind. I believe, this is her words, I believe the church is in between the two breaths. I'm like, I know because I dreamt it and then I heard it and now I'm seeing it. And I got really excited. So she, she's going to give me a whole bunch of her material that she's written down and some of her, her messages. That's great. Um, we're going to do some research into we're speaking to the dry bones. Her big thing is it's very important that right now, between the two breaths, that what needs to happen happens. And I said, well, what needs to happen between the two breaths? Because well, it's the rebuilding. It's the bones coming together. It's the sinew. It's the flesh. It's the skin. So that the, the when the wind comes, the body is there to receive it. And that animates it. It brings life. And it's, there's a re- revival wind is the second breath. I'm, I'm getting stirred up. I'm thinking, this is brilliant. Anyway, I, let, I lost it. I, I, uh, that was on Thursday last week. Just this Tuesday, I'm talking to a mate who uh, this is talking about motorbikes. He had a day off work because he's got gout in his um, ankle and he's, it's flared up. It's really bad. He hasn't been able to put weight on it for two days. He's in bed. And just to touch it with a feather, he said, was agony. He was in a lot of pain. And um, just as a nice bloke thing to do, I said, mate, I'll, I'll pray for your ankle when we hang up the phone call. And um, so I hang up the phone and I forget to pray for him. I walk inside. I just got home from work. And my little, my little girl is on the lounge with a, with a belting headache and she's crying. I said, what's going on, darling? She goes, oh, I've got a headache. I said, all right, let me pray for you. So I put my hand on her forehead and her forehead was burning, super hot. And um, so, so I just prayed a real simple prayer, Jesus we asked this headache to go away. Amen. As I was putting my, my fingertips on her forehead, I could feel her temperature was so strong. And as I finished the prayer, I felt this super faint but very distinct cool breeze like pass between her forehead and my hand and her temperature instantly went back to normal. Like, like wow. click of her fingers, bam. I felt that cool breeze. I looked at Charlotte. I said, did you feel that? She goes, yeah, it's all gone. Thanks, Dad. And she sat up straight away. Just boom. Totally normal. I'm like, I just felt like a cool breeze blow your headache away. And uh, so that was brilliant. Anyway, at the dinner table, I was sharing. I said, how's your headache, darling? Is this it's still gone? You know, just making sure that it hadn't come back. Man, man of great faith. And she goes, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. And then so I told the boys what had happened. And in the telling them that I prayed for her and, and felt that little breeze, I'd, for, I'd remembered that I'd forgotten to pray for my friend with the gout in his ankle. And so I said, oh, I forgot to pray for my bud. Anyway, so we're eating dinner at the dinner table. I said, Jesus, we'll pray for my mate. I pray that his ankle gets better and all that pain goes away. And he's getting up and in. Thought nothing more of it. Went to bed. Wake up the next morning, 7.30 in the morning. He gives me a phone call. I said, hey, mate, how you going? He goes, yeah, good, good. I just wanted to give you some feedback uh, on, on my ankle. I'm like, oh, yeah, how is it? He goes, I woke up this morning, put weight on it, no pain. I'm driving a manual car to work, like just yesterday i couldn't have done any of this it's feeling awesome i'm like hey praise god that's really good to hear he goes no no this is like this hasn't happened before this is just it's so much better usually get flares up and then slowly fades away but it was just gone and and me being a bit curious because i know i forgot to pray for him after the phone call i said did he get better the moment we hung up on the phone 
because because I knew I'd forgot to pray for him. I thought it wouldn't be funny if he would hear and didn't even pray. <laughs> and uh, he says, "No, no, actually, it was the strangest thing, Dan." He goes, "No, we hung up on the phone, hung up, hung up, hung up the phone, and nothing happened, and it was killing me. I was in agony because I'd been sitting up talking to you. So I went back and laid down on the lounge. And about an hour and a half later, which by the way was when I was having dinner, an hour and a half after our phone call, because about an hour and a half later." I'm just lying in the lounge and then it felt like this cool breeze blowing on my ankle and it started to get tingly. And from then on, the pain just started to sort of just ease away. You know, those little fans, like a little, little, little battery that those kids get. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it felt like someone was holding that on my ankle. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. Isn't that awesome? That's so cool. For me, for me, I'm like, there's two great stories of miraculous healing. Yeah. Both of them so with, with breath. So here it is. Yeah. Two, the, the two the two winds. Yeah, I love Man, it. God is confirming things in a powerful way. Powerful and, uh, way, yes. I'm just so excited about it, Lindsay. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's been a bit of a dark year and it can be a little bit confusing amongst the chaos and the shit yeah. shaking. But I think I think God has been speaking the whole way through it. He's been preparing us. He's been super kind to us in oh. how he's prepared us for it. And uh, he's definitely on our side. And I, I really think that the Yes. Sounds cliched, but I'm genuinely convinced the greatest days of the church are ahead of us right now. Definitely, I think that's uh, that's so true. And the breezes, when you think about it, even before I talk about east and west, and I talk about the north and it's the north and the south. The mm-hmm. scripture says that the winds go in a cycle, so there are only two types. There's four directions, but yeah. you talk about two breaths. Mm-hmm. One breath is the east and west. The other breath is the north and south. They always go, and it says they go in a circuit. So the north and south always blow back and forward, Mm. back and forward, and east and west. So God's all about, there's no doubt. I mean, this is a global thing that we're aware that God is breathing on the the church, and this is what's happening now. And some of that's giving, I think, birth to new things, new ways of doing things. Uh, And, you, you know, obviously you're doing things, New this year, we're doing a podcast right now, which you didn't do before. And uh, but even for us, we're planting churches around the globe. Uh, we've had a big year. We last last month, uh, October, well, second half of October, November, we planted 110 new churches. And yeah, uh, wow. people say, "Well, how did you do that? You can't travel." Well, that's why we have Zoom, and, yeah. we, have, and we also have a great team on the ground. So uh, we were um, we were training church planters in um, where were we? we were in. Uganda. You got me, Lens? Yep, gotcha. Yep. All right, now I don't have you. You don't have me? You don't have him at all. Because I've turned my computer. So what happened? Have we still. Don't, please don't tell me. No, that. we've got everything. We okay. just in the last maybe two seconds. Wow, it. That's my it disconnected. Disconnected your Zoom. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just give me five minutes while we will back on. So Luke's computer dropped out of the Zoom. Uh, but mine's recording it here, so it's been recorded on our server and it'll get sent to you. So. Right. Still get a copy of everything. And, and edit it? And edit it in. Do you have the same quality of sound? I'll get something pretty close to it. And, and editability? Yeah. Yep. And your thing is that you can get you can continue with the with the meeting 
now the, okay. the, the, the podcast and I'll just join back here and everything will stay the same. Okay, keep going, bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. So keep going, Linz. Luke will work his magic and um, he will. It. So, so well, well, I mean, we're talking about the breath of God and, you know, and, and I think when the breath of God comes, we, we become resourceful. We start doing things we hadn't, hadn't thought to do before, even if they were right in front of us. And, yeah, you're doing different things this year, obviously, with not being able to meet on Sundays for such a large amount of time, but it's been healthy for the church. Yeah. But also, uh, for us planting churches, in October, November, we planted 110 new churches without being able to get on an aeroplane to do it. And uh, the reason is we've got great team members. And again, this is because people don't, they're not relying on me, the leader, the pastor, to do everything. They're saying, okay, we, we'll do it. We'll, we'll go and do this. We'll train the church planters. So we ran, uh, we had 25 church planters in Cambodia. And then, we had, then we had another group come into Cambodia. We're in Nepal. We're in Uganda. And uh, it was really quite exciting. And so uh, what we've learned is for the future, we'll do a mixture of face-to-face, but we'll also do um, stuff on Zoom. And we did the first ever, first time we've ever done this anyway. I don't know of anyone else that's pulled this off. But uh, the guys in, in Nepal and the guys in Uganda uh, were in the one meeting. And uh, I had a prophetic word that I wanted to share. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to do it once. And so uh, you've got these guys on a Zoom screen. And you've got the Nepalese church planners looking at the Ugandans and vice versa. And some other ring-ins from around the world. And so I preached with two interpreters. And uh, we, we turned the sound down. And they put their hand up. Uh, like they were at an auction as soon as they'd finished interpreting because they're slightly out of sync. Yeah. Uh, but what, what we discovered was they loved it you know, because they saw uh, that they were some part of something bigger. Yeah. And I think another thing, another real message for us, the church, is for us to realise how big what we're involved in is, in is. It's not just a few hundred people around Vineyard and, and Windsor trying to navigate how we be the church and do stuff. But we're part of a global community and uh, because we've got connection. And uh, and in just one moment, we're, we're training. And at the same time as I'm doing that, we're still training people in Cambodia simultaneously. So 100 people being trained at once. And we're looking forward to the day where we're training thousands of people all over the world at once. Yeah. Uh, and we've got... We've got the means to do it now. We've worked out how to do it. And uh, it's great times ahead. Yeah, I agree. That's one good thing about 2020 is it has forced people to, to learn how to use technology differently. We've always had the technology, but our thinking hasn't been. Yeah. With, uh, this has forced our thinking to catch up with it. Definitely. So here's the thing. This is just, let me just, now let me play the devil's advocate on this. I'm, sure. I'm going to try and catch you out here now, as you tried before with me. So that's all good. But if we don't learn our lesson, the church, because I, I think the lesson, the lesson is we should use things like digital really well. Yes. But I think one of the lessons is that the church needs to be digital, but it also needs to be analog. In other words, we need to have personal face-to-face relationship with people as the building block of the church. And so I think what some churches have done, or some groups of people or whatever, or ministries like us, is we've got very, very good at doing things digitally. Mm-hmm. Let me just, this is what, this. let me just go forward. Because God's going to do something to shake the church. Let's mm-hmm. just say we have a solar flare. 
in five years' time. Mm. Then it won't be coronavirus. It'll be an internet virus, won't it? Because we won't have internet. And the whole digital world yeah. could shut yeah. down. And then I wonder what the church would have to do to keep growing and survive. What, what do you reckon we'd be, what would we look like if we couldn't do digital? That's a great question. And to be honest, you've actually touched on something that I am quite passionate about because uh, I, I see that being a, a very strong possibility in the future. And I, I've actually said it to my team and it's something you, you probably, I guess in the past might be a bit nervous to say it on such a broad platform, you know, for a whole bunch of people. But I think, I actually think the world has reached a place in history where we can see the development of what's going on, where it's no longer completely unfeasible. It's been in my heart for a long time, but I, I don't do social media um, much, if at all. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and that's not because that's not I'm a tech, technophobe or, or um, you know, hate talking to people uh, at all. I just felt uncomfortable with it. But I do see a day coming where, yeah, maybe we don't have the internet at all for a season or for you know, a good chunk of time. What does the church do then? I actually, I actually think it's quite feasible that we might not have the internet because we're Christians. Yes. Would we claim Jesus is the only way? With uh, what we see happening now with cancel culture and the way that um, there's this global uh, wave of political correctness, which has turned quite aggressive. Um, only just yesterday I read that there's a bill in Victoria that um, mm. would actually put praying for somebody who would be struggling with their sexuality as a crime. Yeah. Um, so I see a day coming and um, I pray that it wouldn't be the case. It'd be nice to have a complete spiritual awakening where this stuff just gets blown out of the water. It will one day eventually. But yeah. if, uh, if it's if it's going to play its full course out, I do see the day where you're exactly right, Nins. We could be, for the very fact that we believe in Jesus, simply excluded from such privileges of other people in society. The internet might not be something that we deserve, according to them. So I agree. And I've said to our team, I want to use technology to the best of our ability and for every advantage that it gives us. Yep. At the same time, I don't want to build a church structure that completely relies on it. We've still got to be able to do face-to-face. -face. We've got to know, now listen, I can't text him. I can't FaceTime him. I can't send an email out or drop it down on Insta. How am I going to let these people know? Well, yeah. Get in my car and I drive to their I drive to their work. I say hello. Yeah. I, I know how to do one-on-one, -on -one, face to face, in-person relationships. I think it's a skill that if we're not yeah. careful, we'll completely lose. And very true. God God said it from the very beginning, it's not good that men should be alone. And the truth is you can have a thousand friends on social media and still cry yourself to sleep every night. Yeah, you can. That's so true. Face to face relationship. But the face-to-face, -face, uh, it, it's not going to work if we're relying on um, a clergy base to do it, the pastor and his team. No. It's got to be everyone, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly right. Because you, you're right. A pastor can't visit 5, 10, 15,000 people in their community. No. 500 Christians. They can. There, there'll be a day where this does happen and a day where we maybe can't meet um, we, you know, the, the fact that we can't meet in the building, 
is not because of coronavirus. It's just we can't do that. Yeah. So right about then, I hope we are ready, the church. It's in my very strong lens to, to build or at least release a whole bunch of people who know how to do life that way. Yeah. Because it might not be us, it might not be our kids, but it might be. But I think there's a chance that by the time our grandchildren or my grandchildren uh, are walking around the planet, there's a very real chance that they're going to be, to be a Christian is going to mean a whole different thing for them than it does for us. Yes. And that strength of following Jesus, not going to a meeting, not going to church, but actually knowing Jesus and having that relationship established that you know that your, your own personal encounter that's unshakable, that's, that's not um, relegated to the, the few highly spiritual, special folk. Yeah. That, that's going to be a necessity for every believer. You have to walk with them in a one-on-one capacity. Definitely. And if, there's, if there was one thing that I want to say to the church right now, it's, and particularly young people, it's you need to have your own revelation of Jesus and his lordship, not a hand-me-down one, not one you got from your pastor, not one you got from your parents. Uh, and I think it's one of the things in, 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 in the church today where I think there's, there's some people that have that, but there's a lot, a lot of people have got a hand-me-down revelation. And I, it's one of the things that we pray, wherever we're going, wherever we're planting churches, is that not just the pastor, but every person in that mm. community will have a real one-on-one relationship with Christ, the revelation of his lordship. Yeah. And, uh, do you know, just an interesting thought we're talking about, when we're talking about analogue and digital, uh, I chatted with my team earlier in the year and I said, we need to get ready before for whatever go, happens. Before you go on, Linz, Luke, As he had into the call again. can you invite Luke back into the meeting again? Oh, I'd love to. That way we can switch on our recording so we've got a... a Another done, like a fail safe. Yeah, I recorded. I got your voice recorded already from everything you've said. Oh, great. Thank you. Great. There you are. So, what do I do? Turn my mic off again? Yeah, turn your mic turn off. Turn my mic off and turn my. I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, you're muted. Ah, oh, I'm me. I've got to fix you. Hey, I got you. You got me? Love it. Yep. Good. All right. We're back. You're on, Luke? We're good. Oh, sorry, Linz. Just carry on. You were talking to your team about analog digital. Yeah. Just as we're talking about different ways of doing things in the future, because we should plan. And we're talking about digital and analog on the basis that I said, if if a whole bunch of things happen, and this year has proven that what we didn't expect could happen and really turn our world upside down. I mean, let's face it, I, I normally, I'm normally on a plane 30, 40 times a year. I've been sitting here suffering on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> hey, it's, it would terrible suck to, thing. Gosh, it sucks to be you, mate. It'd be, it sucked to be a Victorian. Wouldn't imagine having to stay in Melbourne for a, for a whole year. <laughs> no, I've never been to Melbourne, and there's there's not a thing about it that that makes me want to go. And no, sorry, all you Melbourne, I think you're listening. Um, it's uh, I'm not much of a city man in general, so I tell a lie. I've actually driven through Melbourne. I got off the boat from Tasmania and drove straight through Melbourne and kept going. But um, hey, yeah, just, no, Victorians definitely went through it. They had just, a hard year. They did have a hard year, but just to rescue anyone in Victoria that's listening to this podcast, I'm actually a Geelong boy originally, and uh, oh, you are. And, and I love Melbourne. I go back 
and watch my beloved Blues you know, play AFL at least twice a year. This year, <laughs> I got to watch them in Brisbane instead, so I just drove down the road. But uh, we were chatting as a team, we just, and I said, we've got to future-proof uh, our ministry, and we, the church, have got to future-proof. We've got to say, okay, mm. let's take this serious enough that mm. we want to future-proof uh, ourselves, uh, our, our movement. So I, yep. we started thinking about that, and I thought, well, if, if the internet shut down and I couldn't travel, I couldn't communicate, we've had a great year this year online, but what will we do? So what we've designed is a process to keep planting churches. The, the million churches will happen with or without the internet. It's not going to make any difference, or with or without yep. me jumping on an aeroplane. Uh, it, it'd be mm. better if I can, but if I can't, it doesn't mm. matter because we've mm. now put everything we do onto small iPads, in every language, we're putting it into every language. And so we're now, now doing train the trainer with our church planters. And what we're saying is there's a plan in place. They know what the strategy is. If everything shut down, you, church planter number 3,495, have got access to 10 iPads. Your responsibility is to train and disciple, mentor 10 people to plant 10 more churches. So yeah, it's, it's Yep, it's 10 to the power of 10 is what we've called it. And so we're asking everyone that we've trained to make that commitment to to go on with it no matter what. So um, so anyway, that's so we've sort of future-proof metamorphic. We're pretty excited about that. And, yeah, um, that's good. So we're going to use as many different ways of uh, doing things as possible. And I'd say that, that'll be the future for you guys at Vineyard too. It won't be same old, same old. It'll be... You know, a bit of the bit of the old, bit of the new, and but ultimately yeah, we all know. Not be... we, Sorry, we all know that you can't put new wine in in, in old wine skins. It's definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be. It's definitely not going to be same old, same old. That's for sure. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be the best of the old, I believe, because yeah. there's. I think. I think uh, something that like, we use that analogy a fair bit. You can't put new wine into old wine skins, but you can mix the wine. Yes. And I think that mixing of the wine is what we're headed for. It's going to go into a new skin, but there's going to be some of the wine of the old mixed with the new. And, and, oh. and you know how you know, sometimes they're, they're the best wines ever. Lynn, oh. when, you, when, you, when you mix an old vintage with a new, it, it brings brings the character out of both, complements yes. each other. Yes. And I think that's what we're, what we're in for. I think Absolutely. it's going to be the um, blending of everything that God had established that was good. Yeah. And, um, but just in a new skin. Fantastic. With, with a, a fresh revelation. You said something about a, a new sound or a, a new revelation, innovation. That was that mm. was it. That's something that um, we've seen as well, both just in the spirit, but also you know, in, a, in the people in our church. In saying everything that we've said, Linz, I probably need to wrap up, at least on my end. I'm genuinely excited because the things that we've been saying, the things that we can see, we might say, oh, God's doing or things that need to happen. Something that's encouraging for me is that I, in, in our, my life, in our church, I'm actually starting to see it happen. Yeah, that's actually right. seeing. I'm actually starting to see what I've seen in the spirit start to manifest in people's lives. Had so many people come up to me and say, oh, Dan, in COVID, I've found Jesus in such a stronger, deeper way than ever before. Oh, great. And, and I've, or I've, 
there's something in me about what I'm meant to do in the future. And it's been birthed in this season of being stuck at home for three months, not being able to do anything. Yeah. But I've got this passion for the future and even people's um, genuine care and concern for one another. Just that, just that body ministry of caring for each other. Not, 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 it's almost like we, it's, it's the pastor's job to be a friend. No, no, it's everyone's job to be a friend because <laughs> we're friendly, you know. Yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's, I don't say that as a as a as a criticism to our church. We are a genuinely friend, friendly church, and everybody now in the church is super friendly. The idea of actually taking that to the Monday to Saturday, yeah, genuinely care and love for one another. I'm actually seeing it, so it's very positive, and it's super encouraging to see what God's building amongst us. That's great. Oh, it's really I, good. I think if, uh, you know, and again, I know we're friends and, uh, and there's, you know, a number of people from your, your, uh, your tribe uh, going to be listening to this. And I, I'm not saying this to, uh, for any reason other than it's the truth. I think you guys are positioned better than almost any church I know to really motor on in this, out of this environment because I think you're wired the right way. And the things we've talked about today, are, are for me, are exciting because... Uh, I'm seeing a global perspective mm-hmm. and it's what you're talking about is fresh and uh, I just want to encourage all my friends uh, at Vineyard to really get behind uh, the direction uh, that you're going and give it all you've got and you watch, you will explode in all the right ways, not just numerically, but even in your own personal lives. I just think there is a blessing that mm-hmm. comes with this wind and I, I can see businesses, you know, people that have struggled this year, businesses starting to flourish coming into next year, relationships having more purpose and starting to flourish. Uh, I just, I, I think there's so much upside from this. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward, now I can jump on a plane, I can actually come and visit you guys. But um, I'm right. looking forward to being down there and hanging out with some of you and uh, just encouraging you on, on the journey and you can encourage me. So let's together, um, let's be the church. Absolutely. I'll take that encouragement any day, Linz. Thanks, mate. I reckon that's a pretty a pretty good note to wrap it up on. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> Listen, thanks for joining me, mate. It's been it's been good chatting. And um I'm hoping that that it encourages and, and gives insight to people who are listening. But um uh, aside from all the listeners, Linz, it's just always good to chat, mate. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Yeah. Really appreciate your time, hey. Oh, my pleasure, mate. Always love chatting with you. And yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good. All right. Hey, God bless and talk to you again soon. All right, mate. Catch you later. All right. See you. Thanks for making it to the end, guys. I hope that was enjoyable for you as it was for us chatting. We will catch up with you next time. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're about to do. God bless you.